It's finally day 235. Yeah, welcome everybody. Glad you can join us today. We're so proud of you. You get to it. That's so good. If you're brand new, we're glad you're or, or fairly new. Glad you're doing it with us. It's yeah. Cool. yeah, it's amazing. Good, good hey stuff. guys, also since I keep forgetting to say it at the end, yeah. don't forget the New Testament is coming up, and we want you to invite all of your friends <laughs> yeah. to be part of that. It's a great, great time to get people on board with uh, listening to the podcast less important but getting into the bible much more important so we're gonna have a new testament party i don't know what we're gonna do with that Uh, yet it's not it's beyond us because we won't be there somebody else will do it (laughs) we won't be there on that day somebody else has got to set it up for us someone else will do it. we have people that do we just come and read that's it yeah we're yeah that's right in hollywood terms you would call us the talent yeah but my distinct lack of talent in reading uh, kind of prevents me from calling So we're the, the, the wannabe talent. Yes. Who have people. Yeah, great producers. Yeah. And agents. That's right. Amazing. Yeah, they, they are <laughs> above and beyond. Absolutely. All right, well, okay. we're going to continue. Day 235, Jeremiah 49 and 50. This is Jeremiah chapter 49, a message about Ammon. This message was given concerning the Ammonites. This is what the Lord says. Are there no descendants of Israel to inherit the land of Gad? Why are you, who worship Molech, living in its towns? In the days to come, says the Lord, I will sound the battle cry against your city of Rabbah. It will become a desolate heap of ruins, and the neighboring towns will be burned. Then Israel will take back the land you took from her, says the Lord. Cry out, O Heshbon, for the town of Ai is destroyed. Weep, O people of Rabbah. Put on your clothes of mourning. Weep and wail, hiding in the hedges. For your God, Molech, with his priests and officials, will be hauled off to a distant land. You are proud of your fertile valleys, but they'll soon be ruined. You trusted in your wealth, your rebellious daughter, and thought no one could even harm you. But look, I'll bring terror upon you, says the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies. Your neighbors will chase you from the land, and no one will help your exiles as they flee. But I'll restore the fortunes of the Ammonites I, in days to come. I, the Lord, have spoken. Messages about Edom. This message was given concerning Edom. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Is there no wisdom in Teman? Is no one left to give wise counsel? Turn and flee. Hide in deep caves, you people of Dedan. For when I bring disaster on Edom, I will punish you too. Those who harvest grapes always leave a few for the poor. If thieves come at night, they would not take everything. But I will strip bare the land of Edom, and there will be no place left to hide. Its children, its brothers, and its neighbors will all be destroyed, and Edom itself will be no more. But I will protect the orphans who remain among you. Your widows, too, can depend on me for help. This is what the Lord says. If the innocent must suffer, how much more must you? You will not go unpunished. You must drink this cup of judgment. For I have sworn by my own name, says the Lord that Basra will become an object of horror and a heap of ruins. It will be mocked and cursed. All its towns and villages, they'll be desolate forever. I've heard a message from the Lord that an ambassador was sent to the nations to say, form a coalition against Edom and prepare for battle. The Lord says to Edom, I will cut you down to a size among the nations. You will be despised by all. You have been deceived by the fear you inspire in others and by your own pride. You live in a rock fortress and control the mountain heights. But even if you make your nest among the peaks with the eagles, I will bring you crashing down, says the Lord. Edom will be an object of horror. All who pass by will be appalled and will gasp at the destruction they see there. It will be like the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, says the Lord. No one will live there. No one will inhabit it. I will come like a lion from the thickets of Jordan, leaping on the sheep in the pasture. I will chase Edom from its land and will appoint the leader of my choice. For who is like me and who can challenge me? What ruler can oppose my will? Listen to the Lord's plans against Edom and the people of Teman. 
Even the little children will be dragged off like sheep, and their homes will be destroyed. The earth will shake the noise of Edom's fall, and its cry of despair will be heard all the way to the Red Sea. Look, the enemy swoops down like an eagle, spreading its wings over Basra. Even the mightiest warriors will be in anguish like a woman in labor. A message about Damascus. This message was given concerning Damascus. This is what the Lord says. The towns of Hamath and Arpad are struck with fear, for they have heard the news of their destruction. Their hearts are troubled like a wild sea in a raging storm. Damascus has become feeble, and all her people turn to flee. Fear, anguish, and pain have gripped her as they grip a woman in labor. That famous city, a city of joy, will be forsaken. Her young, woman, her young men will fall in the streets and die. Her soldiers will all be killed, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. And I will set fire to the walls of Damascus and that plate, and will burn up the palaces of Ben-Hadad. A message about Kedar and Hazor. This message was given concerning Kedar and the kingdoms of Hazor, which were attacked by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. This is what the Lord says. Advanced against Kedar, destroy the warriors from the east. Their flocks and tents will be captured and their household... Goods and camels will be taken away. Everywhere shouts of panic will be heard. We are terrorized at every turn. Run for your lives, says the Lord. Hide yourselves in deep caves, your people of Hazor. For King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon has plotted against you and is preparing to destroy you. Go up and attack the complacent nation, says the Lord. Its people live alone in the desert without walls or gates. Their camels and other livestock will all be yours. I will scatter to the winds these people who live in remote places. I will bring calamity upon them from every direction, says the Lord. Hazor will be inhabited by jackals, and it will be desolate forever. No one will live there. No one will inhabit it. This is a message about Elam. This message concerning Elam came to the prophet Jeremiah from the Lord at the beginning of the reign of King Zedekiah of Judah. This is what the Lord says, of the, the Lord of Heaven's army says. I will destroy the archers of Elam, the best of their forces. I will bring enemies from all directions. And I will scatter the people of Elam to the four winds. They will be exiled to countries around the world. I myself will go with Elam's enemies to shatter it. In my fierce anger, I will bring great disaster upon the people of Elam, says the Lord. Their enemies will chase them with the sword until I have destroyed them completely. I will set my throne in Elam, says the Lord, and I will destroy its king and officials. But I will restore the fortunes of Elam in days to come. I, the Lord, have spoken. A message about Babylon, Jeremiah chapter 50. The Lord gave Jeremiah the prophet this message concerning Babylon and the land of the Babylonians. This is what the Lord says. Tell the whole world. And keep nothing back. Raise a signal flag to tell everyone that Babylon will fall. Her images and idols will be shattered. Her gods, Bel and Marduk, will be utterly disgraced. For a nation will attack her from the north and bring such destruction that no one will live there again. Everything will be gone. Both people and animals will flee. Hope for Israel and Judah. In those coming days, says the Lord, the people of Israel will return home together with the people of Judah. They'll come weeping and seeking the Lord their God. They will ask the way to Jerusalem and will start back home again. They will bind themselves to the Lord with an eternal covenant that will never be forgotten. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray and turned them loose in the mountains. They have lost their way and can't remember how to get back to the sheepfold. All who found them devoured them. Their enemies said we did nothing wrong in attacking them, for they sinned against the Lord, their true place of rest and the hope of their ancestors. But now flee from Babylon, leave the land of the Babylonians like male goats at the head of the flock. Leave my people home again, for I am raising up an army of great nations from the north. They'll join forces to attack Babylon, and shall be captured. The enemy's arrows will go straight to the mark, and they will not miss. 
Babylonia will be looted until the attackers are glutted, glutted with loot. I, the Lord, have spoken. Babylon's sure fall. You rejoice and are glad, you who plundered my chosen people. You frisk about like a calf in a meadow and neigh like a stallion. But your homeland will be overwhelmed with shame and disgrace. You will become the least of nations, a wilderness, a dry and desolate land. Because of the Lord's anger, Babylon will become a deserted wasteland. All who pass by will be horrified and will gasp at the destruction they see there. Yes, prepare to attack Babylon, all you surrounding nations. Let your archers shoot at her, spare no arrows, for she has sinned against the Lord. Shout war cries against her from every side. Look, she surrenders. Her walls have fallen. It is the Lord's vengeance to take vengeance on her, so do to her as she has done to others. Take from Babylon all those who plant crops, send all the harvesters away because of the sword of the enemy. Everyone will run away and rush back to their own lands. Hope for God's people. The Israelites are like sheep that have been scattered by lions. First the king of Assyria ate them up, then King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon cracked their bones. Therefore, this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Now I will punish the king of Babylon and his land, just as I punished the king of Assyria. And I will bring Israel home again to its own land, to feed in the fields of Carmel and Bashan, and to be satisfied once more in the hill country of Ephraim and Gilead. In those days, says the Lord, no sin will be found in Israel or Judah. For I will forgive the remnant I preserve. Lord's judgment on Babylon. Go up, my warriors, against the land of Marathaim and against the people of Pekod. Pursue, kill, and completely destroy them, as I have commanded you, says the Lord. Let the battle cry be heard in the land, a shout of great destruction. Babylon, the mightiest hammer on all the earth, lies broken and shattered. Babylon is desolate among the nations. Listen, Babylon, for I have set a trap for you. You are caught, for you have fought against the Lord. The Lord has opened his armory and brought out weapons to vent his fury. The terror that falls upon the Babylonians will be the work of the sovereign Lord of heaven's armies. Yes, come against her from distant lands. Break open her granaries, crush her walls and houses into heaps of rubble. Destroy her completely and leave nothing. Destroy even her young bulls. It will be terrible for them too. Slaughter them all for Babylon's day of reckoning has come. Listen to the people who have escaped from Babylon as they fell in Jeru- as they tell in Jerusalem how the Lord our God has taken vengeance against those who destroyed his temple. Send out a call for archers to come to Babylon. Surround the city so none can escape. Do to her as she has done to others, for she has defied the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. Her young men will fall in the streets and die. Her soldiers will all be killed, says the Lord. See, I am your enemy, you arrogant people, says the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies. Your day of reckoning has arrived, the day when I will punish you. A land of arrogance, you will stumble and fall, and no one will raise you up. For I will light a fire in the cities of Babylon that will burn up everything around them. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. The people of Israel and Judah have been wronged. Their captors hold them and refuse to let them go. But the one who redeems them is strong. His name is the Lord of heaven's armies. He will defend them and give them rest again. In Israel, but for the people of Babylon, yeah, there'll be no rest. The sword of destruction will strike the Babylonians, says the Lord. It will strike the people of Babylon, her officials and wise men too. The sword will strike her wise counselors and they'll become fools. The sword will strike her mightiest warriors and panic will seize them. The sword will strike their horses and chariots and her allies from other lands and they'll become like they will all become like women. The sword will strike her treasures, and they will all be plundered. A drought will strike her water supply, causing it to dry up. And why? Because the whole land is filled with idols, and the people are madly in love with them. Soon Babylon will be inhabited by desert animals and hyenas. It will be a home for owls. Um, never again will people live there. It will lie desolate forever. 
I will destroy it as I destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, says the Lord. No one will live there. No one will inhabit it. Look, a great army is coming from the north. A great nation and many kings are rising against you from far off lands. They are armed with bows and spears. They are cruel and show no mercy. As they ride forward on horses, they sound like a roaring sea. They are coming in battle formation, planning to destroy you, Babylon. The king of Babylon has heard reports about the enemy, and he is weak with fright. Pangs of anguish have gripped him like those of a woman in labor. I will come home. I will, I will come like a lion from the thickets of the Jordan leaping on the sheep in the pasture. I will chase Babylon from its land, and I will appoint the leader of my choice. For who is like me? And who can challenge me? What ruler can oppose my will? Listen to the Lord's plans against Babylon in the land of the Babylonians. Even the little children will be dragged off like sheep, and their homes will be destroyed. The earth will shake with the shout, Babylon has been taken, and its cry of despair will be heard around the world. Okay. okay. That's the end of our reading today. Yep. Man. It doesn't sound like a good time for old Babylon. No. Yeah. No, not at all. Nope. Okay. So yeah. what, Chip? So what? So what do we do with that? So what does it mean to us? Oh, gee. There's, there's a few things I was thinking through as we read through this today. Again, we have God who punishes evil. Mm-hmm. He will do it. Even like the, the indestructible, right? Babylon. Yeah. You know, right. it's like, oh, wow. Who's untouchable. Yeah, untouchable. God, you know, used them, gave them you know, the power to do what he needed to do for his people. And then he just brought the hammer down mm-hmm. on them in a, in a big way. And so it's really good to know that our, our God wins over evil. And, um, and that is just so encouraging to, um, to depend upon and, and look to. Um, and so the people of Israel, it says in chapter 50, will return home. Mm-hmm. You know, not all, but a lot. They'll return home together with the people of Judah, and they'll come weeping and seeking the Lord their God. They'll come weeping. And so what they'll do, what, what happens here is that they, were, they, they, they had bad leadership, they followed leadership, and they did some bad things. God tried to wake them up, sent prophets like Jeremiah mm-hmm. through thick and thin, um, was faithful to God, gave the word very clear, very real in their face. They, they didn't do it. God punished them. God dealt with them, sent them, uh, destroyed a lot, took down the area of, uh, of the temple and the walls of Jerusalem and, and, and carried them off, you know, to, you know, Assyria, in the north, Babylon, in the south. But God has a plan because he loves his people and he did bring back people. And, and I really like the response. They'll come, they'll come weeping and seeking the Lord their God. Mm-hmm. So I think that is a picture of God's grace for us today. You know, um, grace-based living is this idea that God didn't have to do what he did. And uh, he sent Jesus to come and take care of our sin, our evil, the wrath that we deserve. He became that for us. We believe in him. And then we uh, are, are saved and our sins are forgiven. And basically we come back home to God, our creator, our redeemer, which he's called here. And in that fellowship and that relationship is in a whole new place. And so uh, what I desire, and I think, what it talks about here, and I think the example 
with grace-based living as you move into the New Testament is this idea that appreciating what God has done for you, didn't earn it, didn't deserve it, and and you just weep over the fact that, man, that it's amazing mm-hmm. what he's done for us, what he's done for me. And then that should motivate us to love him and live for him in a way, um, not because we have to, but because we get to, because what he's done for us. And so, so I think the takeaway is appreciate God's grace in your life. And I think there is a lot of benefit with allowing your heart, your sinful heart, to be broken. Mm. Some of you, you have a you have a hardened heart. God's trying to just hammer away at it, and eventually he he he'll get his way. Um, but it's hard, and you're rebelling, and so God's allowing you to go through some things, think through things, and experience things, especially the convicting um, of the Holy Spirit. And I think His desire is for you to weep over His grace and to accept it. And come back to it, and and to love him, and to live for him, mm. and I think that should really reflect our heart because of what he's done for us. Oh, that's very true. Very nice. Okay, so keeping all that in mind, where's Jesus? Mm-hmm. So again, this is setting up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 all the same, right? The past couple, where's yeah. Jesus, has been the same, but that's because it really is. You know, I'm not. I'm not copping out by saying the same things, but I just really want the people who are listening, who are looking for Jesus in this text, not to just find some allegory about Jesus where Jesus is oh, the one gee. who who protects and he's the one who redeems. Yes, he is, of course. Yeah. Um, yes, he is the one who's casting judgment on Babylon and on evil, and, um, and he will have ultimate uh, judgment on those things. But he also is a historical man, God-man, who walked the earth. In a political climate in which this is setting up, right? Like this is leading to the context in which Jesus will come. And now we're reading about the fall of Babylon. The fall of Babylon was a result of the attacks of the Medo-Persians. And then the Medo-Persians will fall because of the attacks of the Greeks and Alexander the Great. And then Alexander the Great is going to spread Greek thought all throughout the world. And that is the context of the New Testament. And then the Romans will come and conquer the Greeks and keep all that Greek philosophy around, but just kind of take over the, the area. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this is, we're fast-tracking now by talking about the exile and the return and the judgment on Babylon, the Medo-Persians, the Greeks. We are fast-tracking now toward the, um, the context of Jesus. We're only like 600 years away from Jesus right now, which is... He's coming. You know, when you consider that there's 400 years between the Old and New Testament, yeah. it means we're 200 years from the end of the Old Testament, hmm. less than. Wow. And by the end of the exile, we'll only be a little over 100 years from the end of the Old Testament. And so this is this is the global climate in which Christ is going to come. Mm-hmm. And the world did not change as quickly then as it does now. Mm. Um, but, yeah, this is we're, – we're quickly approaching. Yeah, that's good. So, good word, yeah. So that's where I see Jesus. This is leading up to Jesus. Yep. Pretty okay. Quickly. All right. Thank you guys for joining us today. We are so proud of you. Way to go. Share this with friends and family and get ready, get ready for the New Testament. Yeah. Yep. And we'll see you tomorrow.